Once upon a time, there lived three small wooden boys who wanted nothing more than to be real. Have you ever seen a wooden boy like we? And will we have a conscience after all I see? Let's dream an itty-bitty wish of all what things might itty-bitty be. Just join us and you'll see. Hello, who's that? Is that an Irishman? Hello. <laughs> Welcome to my swamp. Come oh, on God, in. Was... <laughs> Gareth from accounts. Welcome to Thank my you, swamp. Gareth from accounts. Can we come in? We're the real boys. <laughs> We're the real boys. We're here to, to podcast. Ah, oh, yeah. Come on in. Come on in. Come on. In. <laughs> what happened to the accent? His accent's <laughs> changed. I don't know if I trust going to this man's house. Yeah, I don't like they changed halfway through the <laughs> getting us in the door. Gareth, sorry, <laughs> what's my, happened um... to your voice? Sorry, I've got something in my throat. <clears> throat> Hello, and welcome to Real Boys. My name's Luke Terry. I'm here with Joe Tyrone. Hello. And Luke Thomas. Nice to meet you. And we're the real boys. And we're here to discuss the puppet master himself, Mr. Pinocchio. And this week we are moving away from our usual course and we're covering the film Shrek from 2001, which does feature Pinocchio. So we're allowed to do this. We're going <laughs> to the land of far, far away. Six weeks into this, or is it six months even? Six episodes? One of are those. We- We've already deviated so far, of course, that this isn't even a Pinocchio film. It has Pinocchio in it, though, quite clearly. One of the probably four iconic versions of this character. Three, maybe, a push. (laughs) Two. It's the second most iconic Pinocchio. Have you guys both seen Shrek before? Yes, I have seen Shrek. I've seen it in uh, two different countries, in two different languages. I've watched it in Spanish. Um, I've watched it in English. More more times than I've watched it in Spanish. Um, what's um, the uh, deal with Spanish Shrek? Is he like? Does he have an accent as well, or what? They, how do they voice him? No, the, the, so they 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 voice him, but in in Spain, you I mean, you obviously have Spanish accents, but they don't do a Scottish Spanish accent. So it's just another version variation of an. Infu- Hola! <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's, it's like like a very enthusiastic. Uh... <laughs> An enthusiastic Spanish person. That's quite um, sad, really, isn't it? I'd love to have had a Scottish Spanish guy. Yeah, yeah. It's weird though because don't some actors have like, um, depending on what films they're doing, don't they have Accents. like allocate? They have they have um, allocated like dialect people. You know, mm, like I think whenever so, yeah. Mike Myers would be doing a uh, you know a film somewhere else, whether it be Shrek or not, he would have like a dedicated you know. Spanish person who talks, who, who does mm. his dialect for those films. Yeah, um, I wonder if when he does like Austin Powers, if the Spanish version of it has the same actor doing all of the characters that he does. Yeah, yeah. Or like the clumps, <laughs> the clumps with Eddie Murphy. Could you imagine what that would be like? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, like it's a bit of a shame because I expected him to maybe have some sort of. Gr- is he still gruff? Like, is he, or is it just like a normal man? No, no, he's still like. It's, it, like you can tell he's trying yeah. to be Shrek. But it would be like, you know, it wouldn't sound like he sounds like he's getting into character, but not into the character we yeah. know. Like, mm. it's almost like they're like they're forced to look at the character and be like, what would he sound like in Spanish? Not what would he sound like based on the Scottish one that we yeah. love? What yeah. are you doing in my casa? Oh. <laughs> in <my> casa. <laughs> they just throw in the odd Spanish word as well. Yeah, it's all English. 
<laughs> like like when you go up to Donkey, they're like, Burro, I mean Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, what about you? What's your history with the film Shrek? Um, yeah, this is the first time that we've ever done a podcast episode where it's not only a film I've seen, but a film I've seen maybe 500 times. I've seen mm-hmm. this so many times that when I was watching this last night before this um, episode, I-, I barely had my eyes on the screen. I just knew what was going to happen. I knew every line. It was it was amazing. Uh, I've seen this so many times. I don't remember the first time I saw it, but I used to have it on DVD and I used to watch it just constantly. Mm-hmm. Um Big fan. It's a very relatable film. As a fellow bald <laughs> northern <laughs> man who lives in squalor and everyone hates, it's it's lovely to to watch and have grown up into this character. Uh, but yeah, uh, rich history with this film uh, was always a big favourite of mine. Uh, what about you, Luke? Yeah, I love Shrek. I, f- I feel like all of us, it came out at the right point for us, didn't it? We were all mm. six years old when this came out. Yeah, I mean it is yeah. it's a bit of a cheeky film, but like, still perfect age. I think I saw it in the cinema the first time. Oh wow! And I think I also had it on video, and then I upgraded it to DVD because I loved it that much. I needed to have both, you know. <laughs> what, what about Blu-ray? Uh, I don't think I've ever had the Shrek Blu-ray. Oh. Me neither. I did get Shrek 3D on DVD, which was the same film but in 3D, and you had to wear red and blue glasses and sit yes. on Square oh, yeah. TV. <laughs> I had that was the first DVD version of this I got, and I bought it off a man in the market. <laughs> <laughs> did you get the glasses with it? I, I didn't know. That was what was upsetting, but I think I already had some 3D glasses at home. It was just uh, the bottom of two bottles of beer, wasn't it? Because <laughs> I think because I think Shrek that version of Shrek also had the Farquad sequel did you ever watch that i don't know that like sounds his, familiar it's his ghost his ghost i've i actually i briefly remember that sounds was this like an extra on the dvd shrek 1.5 was it called yeah it's called something like that so i i went to um what is it universal studios when i was like 16 or something God. and they've got my this... flyer over here <laughs> <laughs> my ex-girlfriend's dad paid for it <laughs> But mostly um, he kept you still in the family, even after you'd split up. Oh, yeah, yeah. He just brought me <laughs> along and not, <laughs> not his daughter. <laughs> but no, um, I remember going to this Shrek 3, uh, like 4D experience mm. where oh, you, yeah. you've been chased by Dragon, isn't it? Ghost. Yeah, it was awesome. And I think that was what was on the DVD, mm. the 3D yeah. one. That sounds familiar. Did you do the thing when you can speak to Donkey after as well? There's like a donkey, his head's just like stuck out of a wall and you go up to him and he's like, hey, what's your name? And you're like, <laughs> I'm called Luke. <laughs> I don't speak to him. I don't quite recall that. To be I honest. remember what we spoke about, but God, it was good. Moving on swiftly. Should we head down into the workshop? We've spoken about how much we love Shrek. Yeah, let's we go, go down, down there and find out more about the making of, I think it's the first ever animated film. Um <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's go. Let's go down the stairs into this um, fake Scotsman's workshop. Why is the eyes all over your stairs? What's with all the iron, bro? I just put my hand on the banister and now it's covered in haggis. Oh my god. <laughs> is this house made of haggis? It's a house made of flesh. I've dropped my gumdrop buttons. Has anyone seen them? <laughs> oh, they're stuck in all the flesh, the fleshy <laughs> stairs. Alright, I'll leave them. Alright, look, we're down here now. Our feet are firmly planted in the haggis. Um, Luke Thomas, can you um, run us through the workshop for this film, Shrek? 
Absolutely. So this has a, a quite fascinating history and background um, of its production. So it was originally a book, um, which I was always kind of fascinated by as a kid because I'd never seen the book. I'd never heard anyone talk about the book. It didn't seem like it was a real book at all. It was just like, it felt like a fake book. We had it in our primary school. Did you? What? Yeah. I don't know why, but in an assembly, they announced that it was coming into the library. Just the book. <laughs> <laughs> it told everyone, and it was all I could think about for days. It was like, I'm getting my hands on that Shrek book. Did you read it? Yeah, it's nothing like the film. Yeah. His mum really? and dad are in it. It's That's weird. what I'd um, kind of looked into. I had a read of the synopsis, and the, the plot is, yeah, very different to mm. the film. Uh, one big deviation is that he can breathe fire. which i really like he's overall like a bit of a a horrible guy like really happy about being nasty he's a green-skinned fire-breathing indestructible monster who causes misery with his repulsiveness that's cool um so there is a donkey in it um because this donkey takes him to a castle uh where he'll battle a knight and marry a princess that's uglier than him other stuff happens. He keeps having nightmares about being, uh, he's helpless to being hugged and kissed by a multitude of children. And then he meets the donkey who takes him to the castle. He goes into a hall of mirrors. He meets a princess. She's absolutely disgusted and he falls in love with her. And that's the end. Why is the source nice. material for all these fairy tales like so disturbing? <laughs> so rubbish. Yeah, but to be fair, the other ones are like from like 1800s and stuff where, you know, they're all responses to like the yeah. Black Plague or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Shrek wasn't that old. Yeah, got no excuse for that. <laughs> but from that, um, it did get some positive reviews. People liked it a lot. Um, the artwork they said was like Quentin Blake's and stuff. So it was, it mm. was kind of um, a bit of an achievement. And because of that, um, Steven Spielberg purchased the rights to it, um, mm. which he envisaged as a traditionally animated film starring Bill Murray and Steve Martin. Mm. Um, and Steve Martin as Donkey. I'd like that. Him dancing like the mummy out of the esophagus <laughs> or whatever <laughs> and singing with his banjo and nice. yeah, whatever. Um, but that kind of dropped through. Uh, it, he got convinced to give it to DreamWorks and then there was this kind of idea of maybe doing it live action with kind of CGI models. But apparently if you have a look at any pictures of it, it looks horrible. It looked, mm. looked terrible. It was, I think it was just like too early. This was in the 90s and and I think the Jeffrey Katzenberg was saying like it was horrible and no one liked it. <laughs> they slowly like started turning it into this other thing. Um, and that's when they brought in Chris Farley. Was Chris it? Farley, yeah, yeah. And Chris Farley um recorded like 95% of it and then died. His mm. brother was brought in to ask if he wanted to finish the lines. He went, No. Then Mike Myers was brought in. Um, and then another guy was brought in called uh, Andrew Adamson, who di- co-directed this and Trek 2. And apparently there was massive blows because he was trying to make it so rude and <laughs> include so many sex jokes and stuff, even though it's a kid's <laughs> film. But apparently he like, pushed back and was like insistent that they have all these adult jokes and stuff. Mm. Uh, Mike Myers recorded the whole film. And then after recording it all, he went, can I do it again, <laughs> actually, in, in, uh, in Scottish, which apparently cost... Uh, Cost four million dollars <laughs> to redo it. <laughs> worth it though, right? W- really worth it. What yeah. a. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Mike Myers' decision making in 
most of his career. But that Since was Love Guru. <laughs> would this have come at a time when like Mike Myers was at like the height of his career, so he could make those kind of calls? Mm, exactly. Yeah. Because this, this was... I assume this was post austin powers right i think it was in uh, between one of in them in between probably. yeah and post wayne's world so he was oh, he was right. powerful and apparently yeah. he changed the script a lot steven spielberg apparently went up and was like you've you've saved this film from being a oh bit rubbish because he apparently made it really good nicholas cage was initially offered the role of shrek but he turned it down because he did not want to look like an ogre <laughs> 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 in 2013 cage explained furthermore that when you're drawn in a way it says more about how children are going to see you than anything else and so i and i so care about that so i guess he just didn't want kids to think of him as an ogre <laughs> but a caveman's fine in the crudes and crudes <laughs> yeah. too so obviously yeah yeah he says he has no regrets but Whatever. I bet he does. Come on, that's Shrek. why he did Crudes. I bet. I bet he did Crudes because <laughs> it was like I, w- I want a piece of that now. Yeah, yeah that's, that's like money. That's like the classic. What's his face? Who's James Bond? That fella, Daniel Craig. No, the other one, the first Pierce one. Brosnan. No, the other one, the first one. Sean Connery. <laughs> Sean Connery. Yeah, Sean Connery apparently turned down. Uh, what's it in the Matrix? Oh, Morpheus. Yeah. Morpheus. And he said yeah. it. He said it was because it was stupid and he didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> so he turned it down and then it was like huge so he went right i'm it doesn't matter if i don't get it now i'm just gonna take any of this weird stuff and then he uh and then he he took league of extraordinary gentlemen and <laughs> ruined his career and he never acted again <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a shame um have you ever seen the clip that they animated with chris fardy's voice i have and i like watched it today whatever it's called yeah i watched seen it it's it's weird, but I mean, it would have worked. I think it's a different type of Shrek. Mm. Yeah, I feel like it's you can never really be subjective on that, especially not us, yeah. where like this is a big part of our childhood and stuff. But Shrek just—I don't think he should be American. I think doing that choice to make him Scottish is what made all the difference, really. Yeah, I I do agree, and it's weird because, but if it, we lived in a world where Chris Farley hadn't have died and he'd have done that, then we'd have been like oh that's just what shrek sounds like so it's a mm. bit hard because it's like yeah that's not how shrek sounds yeah it would have been it probably wouldn't have affected the film enough for it to have not still been a hit would it mm. no um but again it kind of ended up culminating like this uh the cast apparently never saw each other <laughs> when they were making it they <laughs> oh recorded it uh they all read their parts separately um but they never did a chemistry test between cameron diaz and mike myers Mad in it, <laughs> <laughs> but but what's weird is they all have really good chemistry with each other, even though they're not in the same room, which I find just crazy. Yeah, it's weird. I really do. I really love this film, but it's got a lot to um, it's got a lot to answer for with what it did to kids' films afterwards, hasn't it? Yes, it, it, <laughs> we'll get into that in a in a bit. But this did. I would say this is one of the biggest game changers. Up there with the Dark Knight, <laughs> yeah, it is. For yeah. changing a genre. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, what was the Oscars thing as well? Didn't they like make a whole new category just for animated films, just because this was such a hit? Oh my god! Yeah, I think this and Pixar um, stuff, so like Monsters Inc. and and the mm. Toy Story films, they they all kind of were so good and well received. And Help I'm yeah. a Fish, mm. I think, was the other one that did it. <laughs> the animated film Help I'm a Fish. <laughs> My favorite, um, and this this film basically solidified DreamWorks as a bankable 
film studio that could yeah. rival Disney and Pixar. This is if I mean, what had they made before that? Prince of Egypt, Ants, mm, and Chicken Run, all good, but like made no money. And this mm. is just this massive mega hit. I think it made something like forty-five million off a six million budget. Did DreamWorks um, do Chicken Run? They did. They that's they cool. I thought produced it, was it. That's sick. No, it's, it's Ardman, but they produced it. Nice. Or whatever. It still makes me well nostalgic when I hear that DreamWorks starting up logo. Mm. I love it. Seeing the, um, the new one, the Puss in Boots one, yeah, it was oh, so good. It's quite good. That's getting a lot of hate though. People don't like the the, the thing. They're not. You never Why? trust people though, can you? So in the new the new one, they've got like all of the DreamWorks legacy characters, haven't they? Yeah. And it's I, a bit MCU, isn't it? It's a bit MCU, I, but is that is that why I they like don't it. like it? Yeah, I think so. Right, I see. Right, but it's lovely. And I and I think, it. yeah, I think they're underappreciated. People talk about Pixar and Disney a lot more, and DreamWorks are just like consistently amazing. Should we head over to um, Julok? I'd love that because Pleasure Island's actually closed today. I checked the uh, schedules; <laughs> oh, and they're close for maintenance. Um, oh. They're putting in some AI apparently or something. I don't know what. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's go to Julok, guys. Come on. Right. <laughs> lovely well we've turned up there's there's not really anyone here yeah it's quite an empty place so there must be something going on but um should we should we just talk about the film while everyone's busy that would be lovely what did you think of shrek Oh, the mo- the moment it opened, that iconic opening, like just that somebody yeah. told me, like from the minute it hit, I was like, oh, I was taken back to being a kid once again. From the <laughs> minute it hit, I was like, yes, I remember why I love this film. It's already a 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, it's It's just got such a like big cultural footprint, which is mad to say about like a 2001 kids film. But like there was a day I was at work the other day and... Um, the radio in the car played All Star. Someone said, oh, it's that song from Shrek. Yeah. You know, yeah. Someone, another, a separate conversation with a separate person said, they were like, oh, what's your favourite film? Mine's Shrek. It was like, all in one day, I was like, yeah. what is going on? I couldn't get ogre it. <laughs> when when Shrek came out, was it, like, I know obviously we've just spoken about how well it did and stuff, but like, do you think social media in recent years, like, it's one of those ones that, although it was already great, I feel like, people have just taken that, you know, like sometimes they take like things that are, I don't know, underappreciated and then they, you know, put them on a pedestal and they're like, Oh, actually this is great. Well, this is something that I feel like people have taken and it was already great. And that now it just feels like it feels invincible now because of, you know, like all of these different elements that people have highlighted that everyone was already aware about, but now it's got, like you say, the cultural footprint and kind of the, the social media, you know, I, I guess like, extra helping hand to catapult yeah. it even further into people's like favorite films i yeah. suppose i think there's an issue as well though with like because this was an, a heavily memed film particularly mm. in the early 2010s where i think people started thinking it was rubbish or something i don't know but like mm. treating it like this meme instead of an actual film but it is actually genuinely just a good yeah. film it's a fantastic film yeah um one of the best true i think maybe some of the sequels might have played into that a little bit shrek 3 mainly yeah um made it go a bit down in people's favor but like we wouldn't we wouldn't remember it because we were only young at the time but like shrek was everywhere he mm. i think him and donkey were actually at the oscars when they won it 
I think they got like animated into their seats, like oh excited God. to win their award and stuff. <laughs> and yeah, it would have been everywhere. You wouldn't get away from it. It's like minions today. That, that's, that's so sad like. though that they don't do that anymore. I'd love to see Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio and yeah. um, well, he had the, the statues Pels. with him, didn't he, at the Baftas? I know, but I want to see the animated toy at at the Oscars. Could you imagine if they had to spend like five months animating Pinocchio winning his BAFTA? <laughs> it's stop motion. Lost. It would take ages. <laughs> what are the other animated films that have come out this year? Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots and that's the uh, one that's nominated. Well, Puss in Boots was on. Uh, yeah, Puss in Boots was on Hot Ones recently, and that yeah, was that awesome. Was, oh, that was, <laughs> yeah, so that was good. good. I loved that. Um, so good. I loved watching this film so much that when it finished, even though I knew we're going to watch Shrek 2 in a couple of like months' time for this, I just watched it as soon as Shrek 1 finished. Yeah. I was like, I've got to do it. How are we going to review this as a Pinocchio film? Because I haven't really thought about it until just now. Pinocchio's in three scenes of the film. He pretty much more or less kind of opens the film. You don't have to wait too long to see the real boy. No, yeah. And we also see Geppetto in that moment. Yeah. And, he's, so, and he, he does some naughty stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, it's kind of established that Falquad is basically doing a genocide of the fairy tale creatures, right? Yeah, they they yeah. they touch on that a little bit, and it's weird that's not in any of the sequels that there was a genocide. Well, I guess they're like in the sequels, they're like the boomer generation, aren't they? They're just like making the most, like the baby boomers. They're having fun. Mm. They're living with their freedom and stuff. They've got their castles back, mm. all of that stuff. But in this, this is a bit of a dire time for fairy tale creatures. Mm. So much so to the point that. Geppetto's fully just selling his child. Yeah, and he sells him for five shillings. <laughs> God, if he if he wants them papa points, he's going the wrong way about yeah. it. Oh, yeah, well, I feel like this is probably the worst version of Geppetto we'll ever get. <laughs> he's really funny. The, the two seconds he's on screen and he's... <laughs> he's a bad bloke. Did, did anyone write down his one line? Because I didn't. No, what is it? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Oh, I didn't. you didn't write it down? No. Um, but he says something like... How much for the boy? Yeah, he's like, how much for this wooden boy, this wooden puppet? And then, then Pinocchio's like, I'm a real boy! I'm a real boy! <laughs> and, then like, and that's his first lie. Yeah. He does one lie in this one film. One and only lie. No, he, yeah. doesn't, he does two. He does two. He does two? What's the he second? Does two. The second one is near the end when they're all dancing and being happy. He, I don't know what the lie is, but his nose has grown, so he's told a lie. Oh, that's a good point. His nose has grown, yeah. They yeah. It does only grow twice, though. It does only go twice, I think. I wonder so what his lie was. Limbo, but we don't hear the lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like dancing with all the characters, and they're they're playing, they're doing limbo under his nose. Our first off-screen oh, lie—that's noteworthy. So, so mm. maybe it was like something. Maybe he did a lie on purpose to grow his nose to have his mates have a good time. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe it's like. like I'm not enjoying this party. Yeah, this like isn't that. fun. Well this, well, this is the thing. We've, we, well, this isn't the first time that we've seen Pinocchio use his nose for good, though, right? You know, if, if that That's was the true. case, like, you know, yeah. he's used it to get out of sticky situations before. So, you know, why not use it to as a, it's like his party trick, isn't it? But I've not yeah. seen him at once use it for a party. Like a literal part, a dance party. It's good to see. Uh, it like is good to see. see here. And, and that's what I mean. Like this, this Pinocchio is in very few scenes, but he does do some good stuff. He makes him. an impact, yeah. <laughs> he does. Let's talk about his yeah, everything about this version of Pinocchio. I love this version of Pinocchio. Oh, this is he's... the my favourite by far. Yeah, I hate his horrible, horrible little voice. And... <laughs> He's just utilised perfectly in these films. I, I can't. I don't have a bad word to say about him. He's it's, my favourite bit. 
You say about the voice, though, but it does feel iconic, doesn't it? Because whenever I think of Pinocchio, I think of, I'm a real boy. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, what I love mean? this voice. It's wonderful. Actor is Cody Cameron, who was also the director of Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2 and Open oh. Season 3. Oh. It's Cloudy <laughs> with a Chance of Meatballs um, DreamWorks as well. Uh, no, Sorry. I think it's Sony. And then oh. he, he also made a five-minute short called The Chub Chub Save Christmas. <laughs> I really love the thought of him directing all those films in his Pinocchio voice. Imagine it's not him putting on a voice. Come on, guys! <laughs> You're late! Uh, <laughs> but he's so angry all the time. <laughs> he's a, I think he's an animator uh, and yeah, because of that little voice actor. He does the three little pigs as well. You see more of him in the other films but the voice yeah. is always good. Yeah, the, uh, the guy who played Geppetto is also uh, Magic Mirror. And, oh, nice. Uh, ah. He's the director of Shrek the Third and Puss in Boots, Chris Miller. So, oh, wow. That's but not exciting. that Chris Miller. But not that Chris Miller. Right. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Because I thought that for a second. That's why I clicked on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, this is a really good Pinocchio. So his first scene is there when he's been sold uh, for half the price that a, to- a talking donkey's been sold for. Mm-hmm. I don't know about really that. doesn't seem really fair. It's not right. He's, he's less maintenance than a donkey. Donkey's yeah, the, gonna poop. Yeah, take a lot like, of food. He's technically immortal, right? Like, it's <laughs> always with the immortal. With you. <laughs> I mean, but that donkey'll die of old age. How many shillings would you pay for this donkey? Twelve, twelve shillings. Twelve, yeah, twelve shillings. Twelve. Yeah, right, it's got to okay. be twelve. Um, yeah. How much would you pay for Pinocchio? Fifteen. I, would, I don't think I'd want him. <laughs> <laughs> I what do you want... mean? He's, He's annoying. Fella. He's good for a bit. I'd want my friend to have him, and I'd go around and see him, but I wouldn't want to own him. But he's but he's a good friend as well. Yeah, he's he's a staple. If you have to buy your friends, you should need to take a look at your life, I guess. <laughs> what? Why are they buying them? They're rounding them up to just leave them in a swamp. It just seems a bit like what are you? Do- why are you doing this? But it's weird because it, have you seen that thing where it's like, where did the mama bear go? Like from the three little bears, and then like she appears. She's a mat in Farquaad's castle. At yeah. some point. So, so there's some monstrous stuff going on because he's torturing Gingerbread Man and he's killed Mama Bear, but everyone else he just lets free in a swamp. Because he was using them to try and get to the, the magic mirror, wasn't he? Because he wanted to know how to that become king. was, to try and I find think, the magic yeah, mirror. Yeah, because that's what he was prying out of Gingy. He was like... What you know? Where where where's the mirror or whatever, wasn't it? And then he's like, "Do you know the muffin man?" Yeah, <laughs> seems a mental like use of resources. <laughs> yeah, but have you seen this man? We can't take anything that he does seriously. Farquaad. That's true. Uh, he's lying to a whole nation about his height. Yeah, <laughs> he's lying to everyone about his height. He's just making them accept that he's just got a big head. Uh, but you can't deny that power though, right? Because he seems like he gets away with most of it until Shrek and Donkey get involved. Yeah, and that's our second Pinocchio scene at the, um, the, I don't know, refugee oh, camp. Like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed in that scene that the more you look at Pinocchio, the more he's just doing stuff. Oh, a lot yeah. of the other characters aren't doing anything, but he's doing little robot dances, bouncing <laughs> yeah. up and down. He's very, very camp. The, that's I what it. I was going to say about this film is that, like, I think that this we obviously love this film anyway going into it but when you're watching it eagle-eyed 
you realize how much detail goes in like despite the, the you know when this i know this isn't a, a very old film but you notice how much effort's gone into those background sequences like you say with pinocchio but like other characters were doing lots of different things as well yeah. But yeah, Pinocchio was a standout. I don't know if, whether it's because I was looking for him or because he was just doing crazy stuff, but he seemed to always be in, like, the, in the front of everything, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. he's a little showman. He's mm. a great cat little character. And then obviously he shows up at the end dancing with everyone else. Um, yeah. I'd say this isn't the best use of him in this franchise, but I still love seeing him. It's still um, very good use, isn't it? How many of the messages from the Pinocchio would you say make it into Shrek? None. No, none. No, I, f- I feel like it, if anything, like it's he's trying to message. get his story into there. He's trying to get his message in there, but like every time he says something, it gets like he gets cut off screen. Like when he says he wants to be a real boy, and then he gets sold, <laughs> and then you never see him again. <laughs> yeah, you don't see him for an and hour. Next time, next time we see him, he's homeless in a swamp. <laughs> then, then we see him after that, and he's behind a curtain. He's like lifting up and being used as an actual puppet. <laughs> which isn't what he's used for. It's, <laughs> but that's the thing with Shrek, isn't it? It's like subverting these fairy tales, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's a good subversion of him. But I think it's like with the whole film in general, it kind of makes it like b- pre-Endgame and all of these big superhero <laughs> team-ups, right? This felt, this is what, this is what, this is a mild case of like all the fairy tales we grew up hearing. This is like a big, a, a mild case of a superhero team-up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, a little bit like a big, yeah, big uh, crossover. It's very, it's very meta, basically, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that description though. The before Avengers Endgame, <laughs> there was Shrek. Well, if you want to get technical about it, it's very intertextual. Yeah, it's full of intertextuality, isn't it? It's beautiful. I do think this did affect every film after, which wanted to just be Shrek, and everything's intertextual mm. references for mm. ten years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this does it perfectly. It balances it all. Um, what is going on with Donkey though? Like, is he a time traveler or like, why does he know so much about human modern pop culture? <laughs> <laughs> well, he he's basically none of the others do. Yeah, but if we're being honest, he's just Genie, isn't he, from Aladdin? It's yeah, the yeah, same thing, good. but Genie's obviously magical, so it makes a little bit more sense that he would know. I don't know about other Disney films or whatever, but. Mm. I don't know. I don't mind it though. I'm glad that he knows all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I think he's a, he he serves the story well. But do we are we calling him the the bug in this? Because yeah. we I think we said we were. Yeah, but... he is the conscience because he tries to give yeah. Shrek humanity. Basically, that's what I mean yeah, about exactly. there being some something from Pinocchio in this. Exactly, and I think he fits. This if Eddie Murphy had played a fantastic um, Jiminy Cricket, there I've said it. It'd be fantastic. Yeah, I I think that you're right though. He I think he makes a good sort of like moral compass to the film. He's a solid sidekick. He is annoying, but in a kind of in yeah. an okay way. I don't really know how you do draw the line though between like, you know how we'll say he's a good side character and stuff. He is still very annoying, but like in another film, a character like that, Luke, you in particular, I could imagine you being like, Good I point. hate him. Um, I don't really, I don't but really like. It works. Why does I think it work? there's a mixture of Eddie Eddie Murphy's natural charisma and charm, his humour. Um, mm-hmm. I think that the character's just fun and zany. And most importantly, I was six when I first watched this, so I think I just liked him as a child. So I have that, that 
like like for it now. Mm. Um, but I I, mm. I could deal with Eddie Murphy's like stuff all day long. It's it's fun. I yeah. think he's he's lovable, isn't he? I think he, he's lovable. Like he, he he's annoying, but also he's you know he's harmless, isn't he? Yeah. I can't. I don't know how seriously I could take you saying that he's lovable, Joe. When I can see our real boy's background behind you, and it's got Spencer oh, on it yeah. from. Okay, three thousand. You love Spencer. Yeah, Spencer was good. (laughs) Well, that's because Joe's got your reason for that, um, Luke, and that he saw it when he was six. He saw Spencer. Yeah, exactly. I've I've known Spencer a long time. (laughs) That's true, but I just don't like to hear the justification for him. He's just a just a very annoying thing. I I think this is just going to be one of those agree to disagree. (laughs) I think, you know, we hashed this out in that episode and we didn't come to a conclusion. (laughs) All right. Yeah. But look, don't think about it. Yeah, Joe, straight away. What's your first instinct to say? Who do you prefer at Spencer and Donkey? Spencer. He's charming. He's funny. He's everything I want to (laughs) be. This has obviously the, the four main characters, I would say. So we've already covered Donkey. Then obviously, then we have Shrek, Fiona, and, and Lord Farquaad. I mean, for me, I think all of them are very strong performances, great characters, and this is maybe the best love story ever put to film. It is a good love yeah. story, yeah. It's it's not quick, it just happens. No no love at first sight. It is quite good, actually, really, when you think yeah. about it. As, as we were six, was Fiona maybe one of our first loves? No. Nah, not for me. <laughs> no, me neither. The dragon, though. <laughs> oh, the dragon. Well, then, my she's like the goldfish from the last Pinocchio. <laughs> those big eyes and that big, those big scaly legs. She had wow. lipstick on as well, didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> she did have lipstick on. The four core characters are all very good. Farquad, fantastic. Yeah. Do you know what surprised me is that? I, I mean, I know that we're going to get into him at a later point, but. I'm surprised they didn't... I know, like, his fate in this film, obviously, which we'll get into, but, I mean, most people know, but he doesn't appear in the later films, and he's such a good bad guy. That's I'm mad so surprised, they never did a... I'm surprised they, like, didn't try and revive him somehow, or, you know, try and bring him back into the story mm. however they could, because he's just brilliant. He's that's, iconic. That's the thing. I think that this one does feel quite disconnected from all the sequels a bit, and I think that's mm. what I like about it, and I like that there's this horrible little little man um apparently do you know who he was based on he's based on michael eisner because the producer of this uh. um jeffrey katzenberg apparently hates hates michael eisner because he used to work <laughs> for disney and right so this is an unflattering version of hit uh of him so oh. he's like this mad thing right. he's just like getting rid of all like this the things that are special <laughs> to Oh, yeah, the Farquaad castles are meant to be like Disneyland, oh. and and he's like a horrible little man. <laughs> but yeah, it's such a shame they didn't bring him back. Maybe when they do the next one, yeah. um, they might do that. Maybe a legacy sequel somehow. Far, Farquaad <laughs> but, returned. I don't know. <laughs> let let it die. Like I love the fact his ending. I love that he dies so unceremoniously. Well, what if they do like a Fast no. and Furious type thing where like hey. five films after the fact they're like. His son is gonna <laughs> come for Shrek. <laughs> Who's Jason Momoa? <laughs> There's loads of really good character introductions in this, and his is brilliant. They do the kind of like Jaws thing of just showing parts of his yeah. body, and then like he comes through the door, and he's just so small. Uh, it's really good. Uh, like, I don't know. I feel like nowadays they'd probably try and be sensitive about this because he's just a dwarf. <laughs> but like, 
There is something really funny yeah. about yeah, I love his big of, legs. Speaking of dwarfs, uh, one of my <laughs> notes here actually is that you know we were talking about Pinocchio in the background. I just saw this. Is that apparently Pinocchio is fighting one of the seven dwarfs in the background, <laughs> one of the scenes, and they're just having like a, a slap fight in the background. That is very good. I, I think one thing that really uh, this film does really well is uh, the sense of scale is so big. Uh, like you look at something like mm. Toy Story, which is the first CGI animated film, and rewatching it, you're like, you've got maybe four locations. But this one, the scale of this world seems massive. I kind of like that it's mm. quite empty yeah. as well. Like it's quite a good way to introduce these characters because you're like, there's no distractions yeah. around. Because you know, I said I watched the second one straight after. That has a lot of like they're in cities and there's like puns on every wall, you know. You're looking at the background and stuff. There's like ye old Starbucks and all of this stuff and whatever. And then in this one, it's just like it is just the characters in a field, which like is because of the budget constraints and technology, I suppose. But like it's quite nice because you do feel like you get to know all these characters yeah. quite well. And they are all well defined and whatever. If because like if you'd say anything about maybe the new Puss in Boots it's probably not a good example because it is a very good film, but I feel like that film had a lot of characters and some of them might have not got as much development as in this, because this yeah. is so simple. There's like six talking people yeah. really. Other than I think the Oz crowd. every character you meet in this, they kind of have like a moment, don't they? That sort of plays into the fit, like the fairy tale mm. that they are. Like, isn't there the moment with, wasn't there the Robin Hood part? Yeah. Was Robin Hood in it? And like that it's, bit was so funny. And they're the, all fighting yeah. with the piano and That's the best best part of the film by far. You've got French French Robin Hood is so good. In the way that this has like the best Pinocchio away from the Disney one, it's got the best Robin Hood away from yeah. the Disney best one. Best Robin Hood I've ever mile. seen on screen. Robin Hood is a character I don't like. I think he's yeah. annoying and annoy and weird and I've yeah. never liked the TV shows and films with him. Why is he weird? Because <laughs> he lived in a tree. <laughs> he lived in a tree and robbed from the ridge. I'm like, oh, I don't care, mate. He, he had no choice. He was he was doing good. Such a Tory man. You're like, keep let the rich keep their money. They earn it. <laughs> I just feel it's like the same with like I don't know. King Arthur though, isn't it? Like, yeah, he's boring. All there's so many of these. <laughs> yeah, they they do get boring because there's such a large amount. Apart from Pinocchio. Uh, he doesn't get boring. He never gets boring. No. Uh, but no, I absolutely love that scene. And it's so dated, it's come back round to being really funny again. The, the <laughs> Matrix kick. Like oh, every God. film did that for so long. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. There's so many bits in this that could, if what was holding them together wasn't so good, like the characters and yeah. stuff, it would feel like one of those films where it's just sketches. Yeah, yeah. like like um, Space Jam and New Legacy. They do a Matrix kick in that, and that came out like two years ago. But that's because they brought a new Matrix out, isn't it? I know, but they just, they've just they been time. dying to do it. Oh, yeah. They've, they've probably had that script written for like 20 years, and the yeah. Matrix kick's just been in there the whole time. Yeah, it's rubbish as well. It's, gr- it's the granny. <laughs> she does a kick, and you're like, oh, well, oh, it's, it's the old woman's doing a kick. And I think Speedy Gonzalez is dodging the bullets. Like, <laughs> aye, aye, aye. <laughs> oh, my God. Of course he is. Um, but, yeah, you're right. That scene is funny. I always forget that it happens because mm. it does kind of come out of nowhere. But do you think the people in this look horrible? Yes, that was one yeah. of my main notes. The 
there's something so uncanny about all the human characters that I yeah. absolutely love. I'm, I feel like I said <laughs> it about one of the, the other human characters in one of the films we've watched so far. Maybe it was in P3K. Is that like it is P3K. All, all their facial features are in the middle of their face, and then yeah. their faces are really <laughs> yeah. big, and then their eyes are like up here. <laughs> yeah. You know what it is? I feel like every character model in this, other than like Farquaad, where it's like just so extreme. I feel like I've seen people that look like everyone in this film yeah but yeah. it's not the sort of people you see every day it's the sort of person you see like come on the bus and they're talking to a mob i, I don't think any of them blink in it either they're uh, always like <laughs> I, yeah they do all look surprised all the time i missed this kind of animation where it's the early 2000s no one knows how to do it so everyone looks naff yeah. and i I kind of wish they'd just go bold as brass for Shrek 5 and just have this animation style, like <laughs> absolutely awful looking people. Uh, uh, Fiona looks pretty good. Though, yeah, you can tell yeah. the ones that they put the more effort into, yeah, basically. Yeah. But also, I don't know, there is something weirdly sort of charming about it. It kind of adds it. to, because all the people are kind of like village idiots, aren't they? They're all, mm. They've got that silly, like, weird medieval voice. They're all dressed terribly and stuff. Like, yeah. it kind of adds to it. Like the little crone woman that's trying to sell donkey at the start and stuff. Like I don't mind <laughs> oh, yeah. that she looks horrendous because it's quite funny. <laughs> yeah, I've I've always liked that the animated look, the look of the animated humans in this, mm-hmm. I, as opposed to like Toy Story and some of the Pixar ones where, it, like, you watch Toy Story one now and Andy looks horrifying scary yeah (laughs) it's it's so strange because it feels like one of those films that like kind of doesn't care about itself it kind of it feels Mm. thrown together quickly minus you know like the 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 main characters obviously but like it's quite punk yeah 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 i think it was very (laughs) punk maybe that's why we all loved it we were going through that phase we were six years old and we were like we hate everything like this is this is against the rules let's go with shrek you you say that as well though but there's so many nice little details in the animation like the like shrek's house having like flowers in the table and like the Mm. look of the swamp the earwax candles and the eyes in the jar and i think about those things all the time like it just same it just looks so good. What about the transitions in this? Did they stand out to you guys? Because I was watching this and there's quite a few like almost Star Wars-esque wipes and stuff. So they fade to black sometimes as well. Yeah, <laughs> there's just... them. But also there's ones where it's like, you know, like a graphic match. So one that I really like was oh, there's like yeah. the wanted poster of the fairy tale creatures and it's got the dwarf on it. And then yeah. it like clicks and it turns to the dwarf in a cage in, in like yeah. the back of a carriage. Yeah. Um, and there's another one. I can't remember where it is though, but like they're all, there's quite a lot of good like little touches like that. That mm. I don't know, maybe it's that I Spielberg think, influence. I think there's a, there's a lot of this film. Like, I mean, I know that I, like those old school Star Wars transitions are not of that time, but like there's a lot in this film that does feel of its time. For example, like the soundtrack, I was going to say, like, although this is a film that feels like it doesn't care and puts such minimal effort in, like there are these musical cues that are are just huge. Like they're great Mm. musical moments. And at the same time, it's using all pop, like aren't all the songs in it pop music from that time, right? Yeah, or older. I'd say yeah, older songs older. like Proclaimers and whatever. I was just going to say it gives it, like that's what you kind of associate with this, don't you? It's kind of become a part of the, I don't know, the identity of this film. Mm. It's all like these little 
Mm-hmm. I know. Although it's a film about all these fairy tale creatures coming together, and we were saying about intertextuality, it feels like Shrek is a world that's built of all these different things to make like this, you know, what it's become. Definitely, yeah. I, f- I think it adds on to what Luke was saying about how Farquaad's supposed to be like a um, send up of Disney. It's probably their way mm. of being like, oh, you know, we were we were making the Little Mermaid. We wanted to put this. I don't know, um, no doubt song in there, but we weren't allowed to. But then look at us here. We're, we're putting Smash Mouth in an animated kids film. This is what we can do at DreamWorks. Yeah, That, that is good. And Ace properly changed the game, I think. Because was, any other Disney, was any other animated film doing that kind of stuff back then? I don't I mean, think like, on this scale. Yeah. I, and- I think I read somewhere that it was one of the first animated films to use all, like not all original songs from you know like the already existing songs because like it didn't have yeah yeah like kind of like a jukebox sort of thing yeah it's it's crazy as well that all star wasn't even made for this film it was made for that mystery or something and and the the music video has all that stuff in it but this is a shrek song and all the songs in this you're like this is a shrek song i can't listen to hallelujah i'm a 28 year old man I will he goes play to Hallelujah every week to listen to, to church to listen to Hallelujah. <laughs> but I listen to Hallelujah, and I'll always go oh, like I'll think about donkey and dragon looking at each other. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was all I, I could think that when Alexandra Burke sang it as her winner song for The X Factor all those years oh, ago. I could just yeah. stop thinking about how Shrek and Fiona were going to go their separate ways. Oh, God, <laughs> it's so good, and and also that kind of leads me into the use of montages in this film. Is great montages, the best yeah. montages put to film, nearly. Mm, yeah, yeah, since Rocky, at least. Since Rocky, there's so many good. You get to get an idea of the scale of distance, how people, long people mm. traveled, and then yeah, the Hallelujah bit is heartbreaking mm-hmm. and yeah. tragic and beautiful. Well, it does so much in its time, doesn't it? Like it's quite a short film, really. Yeah. But like. You could compare this to most modern like adventure films. There's films that are doing pro- probably a very similar story of you know just going somewhere to get something and then coming back that would stretch mm. this out to two hours probably. Yeah. yeah. Those montages just do a lot of the heavy lifting and they do all work. They don't feel hammy. They don't feel lazy because mm. they all have good songs and there's also jokes still in the montage. Yeah. So like, yeah. Yeah, it does just... It's just a work of art, isn't it? Yeah. I, I like. I, I was going to say I like the way that, like, going back to what we were saying earlier with the, <clears throat> with like the, the lack of caring and stuff, and, and the animation isn't perfect and stuff. Like that's what something they, that's something that they show in the montages as well, and it's like the they play into it with some of the gags, like the the bit when they're blowing up the um mm. the snake and the frogs and mm. stuff, and like that mixed together with like the earwax candles and stuff. I think that's what adds a lot of the charm to this film, is that yeah. they're not afraid to just add these really stupid and really kind of odd and disgusting yeah. things into this film. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's perfect, yeah. grotesque imagery and like, like you, you, I see a picture of a frog balloon or whatever, or uh, you, it's instantly recognizable. Every day you see those frog balloons. <laughs> Whenever I look out the window and I see a frog balloon floating by, I'm like, that's just like Shrek. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I just really like this film. I think it, it's, and I think it holds up more the more you rewatch it as an adult, mm-hmm. uh, especially like once you get past that, the early 2010s meme 
culture of, around Shrek, and you just watch this, and you're like, oh, this is just a really good film. Yeah, you got to think like for people our age, like most nerds, this was probably like their gateway to fantasy. When you think about it, this is like the same. <laughs> this feels like the same world as like The Witcher or something like that. Like <laughs> this got a generation of kids into Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I bet it did. I genuinely bet it did. <laughs> I'll slay the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what though at the end of the day i would rather watch this than like that new dungeons and dragons film or like any i can't any think of fantasy, fantasy film. thing that lord I've of thought. the rings i would watch shrek over lord of oh, the rings I'd any day Shre- yeah Me of course definitely any day such a lovely world i'd love yeah. to explore it i personally prefer Dulac and that mm. kind of weird this weird world that yeah. they're showing this than the second one's world which is this pop culture uh, amalgamation of like Hollywood and Far Far Away and and stuff. I just love how simple this one is. Yeah, although it's simple, like it's it has got heart though, hasn't it? Because I I remember there's this. And actually, I suppose this kind of ties in with the themes that we were saying that carry over from Pinocchio. Oh, is that stuff. the whole a lot of the film, a lot of the film, <laughs> Shrek's trying to like, or well, later towards the film, like he's trying to open up to Donkey, isn't he? He's kind of mm. like he says about like that. There's like the iconic lay, ogres have layers part, but then he's kind of saying about like you know, people run away from me and stuff like that. Like he feels like a monster. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, I remember a distinct scene from like, well, various Pinocchios is like, they see me as a monster. Like, and yeah. he's, he is like a Pinocchio. So Shrek is Pinocchio. We're all Pinocchio. We're, We're all Pinocchio. Are. I love that scene in the, uh, outside the, the cave. It's, it's, really beautiful yeah it's <laughs> got like, me a lot this time around i don't know, I don't know why and they're looking up at the stars and yeah. like it's really good um there is one element definitely that is uh the same as a pinocchio film which is the transformation at the end mm-hmm. yeah um, what do you think of the transformation in general uh in this film good yeah good transformation yeah. Yeah. i, I mean, like the whole it's you know it, it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside it's what you feel on the inside like it's a great message my brother always used to really hate the end of this film my Why? brother jay he'd always moan about it and be like oh they he, he she shouldn't have like changed like should have been like it's not a big deal it doesn't matter she should have just carried on being herself <laughs> but then they're like no you're actually going to be cursed to look like a monster actually <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but in this world, I don't really understand what's the difference between looking like that or being like a humanized wolf. Yeah, <laughs> you know it doesn't mean? really matter, does it? <laughs> the wolf. Speaking of the wolf, he's great in this. The wolf's well. one of my favorites. They are very good. I think daily I answer word. <laughs> Every... word. <laughs> I don't know. If I do that more than I should. Really, I think a lot of things in this look weird, mm, like a lot yeah. of people and stuff. So it probably doesn't really matter. I think that's what the overall message is. I just want everyone to look beautiful, which we'll get into. Such a far quad, man. We'll, which we'll get into more in Trek 2, where we've got the fittest character in all of animation, <laughs> Human Trek. <laughs> <laughs> He's lovely, isn't he? Yeah. When I was speaking earlier about our first crashes, I actually meant Shrek as a human, not, human uh, not Fiona. <laughs> a stallion donkey. Stallion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is, it is just a, a pretty, really solid all-round film, isn't it? Yeah. One more character I want to mention before we go is Felonius, who I'm a big fan of. I think maybe secretly the best character in this. The hangman. The hooded, yeah, the, the hangman. Just for oh, the line yeah. Free my Lord when he's holding up two fingers. Free my Lord. I love that so much. Yeah, that was great. And the bit when uh, to scare the big mirror, they smash a little one. 
Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I really love him. I just love all of it, really. I, I haven't really got any complaints about this film. No, I, I, yeah. I, like, I, I think you guys had already said as well. Like, did you write much down for this film? I, I didn't know. write as much Nine lines. as I thought I would. I stopped writing after Wipe Your Face. To <laughs> 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 write a single note after. I was like, wait, I know this film like the back of my hand. I don't need to write notes. That's this what is, I was uh... thinking, yeah. As soon as the film started, I was like, once upon a time. <laughs> like, it's just... You, <laughs> you just close your book, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I started writing notes, then I ripped the page out, and I went, like, that's ever going to happen. And I flushed the <laughs> toilet, and that was it. <laughs> There's just so many lines in this that are iconic, isn't it? Like that'll do, donkey. That'll do. Yeah. <laughs> Which is from Babe originally, isn't it? Isn't that from Yeah, like, that'll yeah. do pig. That'll do pig. <laughs> and who doesn't love the classic line of What are you doing in my swamp? Oh, that was good. <laughs> that was very that was good. good. Well done. Anyway, um Is there anything else you don't want to talk about? Um, no. I not for me personally. What about you, Joe? I'm just, I'm just really happy. I'm really happy. This is an enjoyable watch, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really, really good. good. Really, really good. Um, well, I mean, it's looking like the boat's just arrived. I don't know. I don't know how we're going to go to the beach, but because um, Duloc's a landlocked place. <laughs> <Still. but. laughs> oh wait, what, instead of the instead of the boat, why don't we get into this onion cart? That would be good. Oh yeah, that will yeah. And should we go to the swamp? Is it free blind mice that have been transformed into horses? Yeah. <laughs> so the horses yeah. are blind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. oh they're crashing we into everything. We oh. might crash. Oh, oh God, oh, crash landing. Oh, oh. No. Oh, luckily we're at the swamp anyway. All right. Oh, Let's um play some parcheesy, eat some of Donkey's waffles, mm. um, and talk about um what we're gonna rate every character in this film as if they're in a Pinocchio story. Nice. <laughs> so uh we're gonna start with our papa uh admittedly the smallest uh, amount of screen time and also one of our most morally dubious geppetto <laughs> so let's let's rank his italianness uh, i don't remember the line he said i think he I'm had an italian to, accent to watch the scene he had one line it's little wooden boy little wooden puppet I feel like around a five or a six. I think he sounds more Italian than the 1940s Pinocchio one, the Austrian. He got two. <laughs> he got two. <laughs> I reckon this is a solid 4.5. Four. Yeah, okay. I think four. Yeah. I agree. Um, his poppiness, I'm going to go with zero. zero. He's, he's He sells his uh, son. Should we do a minus? We haven't had a minus yet. Should we do minus five? And because yeah. of the animation, he's got he's got dead, lifeless eyes as well. So he's not even guilty about giving over his son. Yeah, that's true. What about his crafts skill? Because um, uh, he did obviously make Pinocchio, which is fantastic. To be fair, I like like you said earlier, this is a strong Pinocchio design. Like, I really yeah. like the design of this Pinocchio. He does look very good. Love his little wooden hair. <laughs> I love his. I love that his clothes look painted on as well, don't they? Yeah. I don't think has he got clothes or are they just painted? Well, I don't know because he wears underwear in the second one. Oh, he does, doesn't he? Oh, I'm just doing that off memory. But so gonna... basically, he's made wooden clothes over the top of a wooden shell where he could <laughs> still wear like a nice thong. So it's a very well designed puppet. He's quite smart. Yeah, um... he's made him well though because he can dance really nicely. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a good fighter as well. He fight in the yeah. I think a seven. <laughs> I think seven. Yeah, all right. All right, cool. Um now we're going into bug. Uh oh wait, we didn't well, we didn't do sadness, did we? 
Oh my yeah. god, I'm so sorry. His sadness. He is not sad. He is buzzing. But, about although, he's, but isn't he selling Pinocchio out of desperation? Or <laughs> you're really bringing now, something to this show. Is the question: Is it desperation, or is it just like just because he's bad? Yeah, because it's hard to tell from that one line. <laughs> a little wooden puppet. He's just a bit mesmerized by his own creation, isn't he? I don't know if he's sad. He doesn't have a moment of cry. He's not saying it was crying. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, you're right. I don't think he, he seems to not sad. care. He doesn't care. I don't think he has emotions. No, he's one. He's a psycho. He's one. a psycho. One. <laughs> one. Yeah. Right. right. In case, just and I'm giving that as a. I'm extending him an olive branch. Right. Oh, okay. In. In maybe he did this out of financial yeah. ruin and he needed the money, but maybe anyway. he was terrified. He's still an awful father, though. Bad father. <laughs> We're going to move on to Bug, uh, who in this film is Donkey. How are we rating his charm? He's very charming. He is charming. He's charming. He eventually charms his way into the heart of a ogre. <laughs> and a beautiful dragon. <laughs> a beautiful dragon. <laughs> he, charms, he charms the heck out of that dragon, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. But here's, here's one of those moments where we need, need to think about what came before as well. Because what have we... I'm trying to figure what we've given higher. Like, Is he more charming than most of our bugs that we've seen so far? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd say he's on par though. with how charming Sebastian J. Cricket was. In... Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he's also he's annoying. Borderline annoying. I would say yeah. maybe a 7.5 to 8. 7.5? You've got to remember, he leads them all into a musical show right at the end. That is charming. 8. eight. Yeah, he's an 8. <laughs> He gave him 0.5 from yeah. <laughs> um, how how much of a role model do you think he is to the characters? I'm gonna say not much. You say that though, but I like his way of Fiona, life. But doesn't Fiona want to like hide herself from Shrek? And then Donkey's kind of like, no, you got you got to tell him. Or does she does she tell him? She does... kind of just it kind of no. Gets she's revealed. scared to. She's scared to tell him. She's scared I've... to tell him. But yeah, I think that's a really important okay. scene. I think yeah. that's an important scene in this moment, though, because his his morality is really like he's just. He's a very just man. Yeah, I think he's. he's I think he's a quite a good role model because his I, way of I, life is quite nice. Yeah, he's accepting. He just wanders in. He doesn't really judge people that much. Yeah, like and um, and Shrek is genuinely flabbergasted that he's not afraid of him and not mm, anything. He's just mm. like totally unjudgmental. Uh, just wants to be everyone's pal and is just chatting and irritating. He sees the good in everyone, though. God, he's good, isn't he? Um, yeah, he's really nice. He's even nice about Farquaad's place, and it looks rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, probably a nine. Yeah, I think he's a nine. He's such a good bug. <laughs> he's a nine. He's a really good role model. And then how good is his teaching ability? Because I don't think he teaches, but he is a good role model. But he's not teaching yeah. people lessons. But role models got to play into it somehow, right? Except at the end where he goes, friends, they forgive each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's teaching. Doesn't he teach? Doesn't he say he's going to teach Shrek to do something? He when teaches he gets, Shrek how to love. When he's staying there, doesn't he say he's going to teach him to do something? Is he going to teach him to make waffles or something? No, he just says he's going no, to make No, he just them. says, I'm going to make waffles. Does he teach him to whistle? Cheesy. No, someone's whistling. He's whistling, isn't he? <laughs> what? What? Donkey, <laughs> donkey, isn't Donkey teaching? It wasn't Donkey teaching? No, he wasn't teaching. No, he never taught him to whistle, mate. That's <laughs> I love that scene. <laughs> You're thinking of Flowrider. Um, <laughs> I think um, I think a seven, maybe a six. I, I think you're know. right though. He does teach Shrek to love. He teaches the unteachable. 
Seven? Eight? Yeah, he's a, he's a seven, I reckon. He's a seven. That's what a high-scoring bug. Considering he's not even an insect. Um, right, now we have the villain, who is obviously Farquad. Um, and this one really has... In fact, all of the Shrek villains have a really good show. So we're going to have a good time. They do all put on a good show, yeah. Um, Right, so what do you think Farquaad's threat level is? Because he does commit genocide, but he also just leaves most of them in a swamp. And he's very little, and he gets eaten by a dragon. (laughs) He's easily defeated. He Mm. is easily defeated, but you've got to think of the resources. Yeah, something well, I'll is... always come back to is the resources. This is the thing. Like he he puts on like he didn't just put on a show. He puts on like the whole big cage fight between all of the. Hang know, on, the knights. wait, not the cage fight. We're not on <laughs> show yet. Spider-Man. We're not on huh? show yet. We're on fret level. Yeah, no, I'm talking about like he he conducts oh, like resources. this big. He conducts yeah. this big attack on Shrek, like yeah. in. Yeah, which fails completely, and then. He immediately gets eaten and everyone in his kingdom's like buzzing about it. <laughs> Think about his yeah. reach though. He can yeah. reach to that swamp with his men, his merry men. He's got a whole yeah. army of loyal servants. Well, They're not loyal. Managed. They are. He they've been down. rounding up people. They've been forgetting their morals and they've been rounding up those people. Some would but, say they're just following orders, but are we really going to forgive people that easily? But also he killed Mama Bear. He killed Mama Bear. He killed, bear. He killed Mama Bear. Yeah, but then as soon as he dies, no one cares, and Felonius writes or on a big board. Yeah. <laughs> no one cares. But that doesn't stop his threat level. That's because they can finally relax now that he's his reign of terror is Tyranny, over. Yeah. And he tortures Gingerbread Man, pulls his legs off. But yeah. he's also not a king. He doesn't have a kingdom. He's a lord. He's a lot. Yeah, exactly. It's pathetic. None of our coach masters were kings, and they were um, our last one. We gave threat level infinity. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he was threatening as hell alright fine I'll threat because I think the point of Farquaad is that he's not threatening physically yeah. or he's, he's, that's the whole point of him yeah he's got resources yeah but that is true he's, he's overcompensating is the whole thing yeah yeah he's a massive overcompensator he's a bit of a joke and then he immediately just gets eaten by a dragon <laughs> yeah he's threats all over the place though because you wouldn't want to mess with this little man yeah yeah an account of like he could imprison you, or he could, you know, and his voice is dungeon and but stuff. But also, if you were Gingerbread Man, you definitely he, he would be threatening <laughs> to you. Or if you were Mama Bear, he would be threatening. In to fairness, you. <laughs> though, that Gingerbread Man like is very small. Farquaad's a lot bigger than him, and he still spits icing in his eye. Yeah, he doesn't even care. <laughs> He's a monster. <laughs> yeah, monster. I'll show you, monster. <laughs> uh, I think he's he's five. Yeah, maybe a five. But I love him, but he's not meant to be oh, threatening. Yeah. He's very Trumpian, isn't he? Yeah, and when we get into threat, like, think about the next time we do Shrek. That is a threat. Well, that is an unbelievable level of threat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's okay. got magic yeah. on her side. Yeah. Um, we all hands agree five then, yeah? Five, yeah. yeah let's go and then five. quality of show. So we have two shows uh, that we are given. It's us three. We have a wedding. We have uh, a little Duloc machine. And, oh, we, have, and we have a little wrestling match. I would say machine. we're going Julock Machine because the wedding is not a show. I've had a it's wedding. A it was not a show. It was an event. It was, <laughs> it was a show and I wished I'd got a refund. <laughs> you didn't pay anything. I did pay. I paid to get down there. I paid for my stupid hotel. Maybe, it for... maybe you should have got a refund on those things then. 
pay for the breakfast I had with your uncle. <laughs> I pay. I paid in every way conceivable. I could have paid that weekend. You pay for a gift. I did not get a gift. I, I think I'm the only person did get. No, him. what? I um, I kind of forgot that's what you did at wedding. So I didn't get him a present, and I didn't get him you an engagement one either. Uh, no. Did Did Jack get you one? No, the two of you, the, <laughs> the only, only two only people. <laughs> and I got you Pinocchio three thousand. And do you know it's so annoying? <laughs> it's so annoying because I'll never be able to repay you for that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm gonna get married out of spite, and you're more of a grown-up than me, so you definitely, definitely get me a present. It'd be like a, feel embarrassed. It would be like a little jar, and you'd open it, and it's got like a fart inside it. <laughs> it'd still be a present. <laughs> where were we? All right, the wedding is not a show. Um, I don't think the fight's a show either. Yeah, because he didn't I mean, it does have an audience this... and stuff, but yeah, it wasn't what he intended. And it plays that great song. I don't give a damn about your reputation. Yeah, so good. <laughs> so good. I would say more, it's more. Song. It's more. Shrek is the the show there, isn't he? Because yeah. he's like playing up to the crowd. He's the I, greatest it's got to be the Julock machine, hasn't it? It's got to be the Julock machine. Julock yeah. machine has the most in common with our usual shows in that it's, yeah. it's got puppets in it and it's fairly wood based. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I love it. What did you guys think of it? I I love the Julock show. It was lovely. Great theme song. Song's, ca- yeah. songs catchy. It's funny. I can still remember being in the cinema and when it do- does that joke about wipe your yeah, was it shine your shoes, wipe your yeah face. face. Yeah. Oh god, I still remember just hearing loads of kids go ah! <laughs> when there was like a, a little bum crack on show. Oh, god, the so mood good. in there was electric. Oh, it was sensational. So good. <laughs> so good. Picture End Game. <laughs> yeah. If you think those portals were good, then you should yeah, see when that little bum crack got shown. <laughs> the children of Enfield had never seen anything like it. Oh. Oh, so we're going ten, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Quality of show ten. It's on par with Brian Mason. <laughs> no, um, I'd. Say... I would give this quite high. I'd give this like seven. I'd give it maybe eight because of how iconic it is. It is iconic, but it is also just ten dolls. <laughs> <laughs> moving back and yeah. forth <laughs> that no one's watching and no one likes <laughs> it's a seven it's a seven, it's a seven. It. let's give it seven all right fine now we get on to real boy are you in <laughs> minecraft Luke? <laughs> is, that, is that a minecraft map uh, it might be <laughs> the, uh, sorry my background for anyone wondering who's listening uh, uh joe's got our real boys cover um, because you can't change it anymore because you broke Zoom. Oh, I broke Zoom. He's <laughs> uh, got all these work meetings with it on and everything. Luke has like a deviant art version of Shrek Swamp, mm-hmm. and I have Lord Farquaad's Castle, but I think it's been made in Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> and it also looks like the Facebook logo. Yeah, it does look like the Facebook logo too. Um, but it predates Facebook, so yeah, they mm-hmm. they rip. Do lock off. Ooh. Isn't that what social network's about? Wasn't it about the director of Shrek suing Mark Zuckerberg for using their logo? Uh, I love it, yeah. <laughs> um, so we've got a real boy here, but there's a few things here which I don't think we can really rate on. Mm. So maybe we talk about... Oh, let's get into it. So our real boy is obviously Pinocchio. The he first is. category is transformation. He does not transform. I think N.A. I think we write N.A. All right, okay. Um, puppet rating, 10. 
I love that puppet. He's a great I do puppet. love that puppet. I love the puppet design. Ted. Arguably our creepiest one, do you think? Yeah, but in a good way. Ten. Imagine if you saw him in live action. Still a 10, but imagine Still what he looked like surrounded by people. We cited the last Pinocchio as like the the go-to design for what, Pinocchio. What, the 1940 gave... one? Yeah, 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 and we gave that a 9. <laughs> 10. <laughs> 10. This is better. Going... This is genuinely this is better. better than the Disney version for me. It's better than the Del Toro version. This is the best design of a Pinocchio ever. I love his little <laughs> hair. I love his stupid little eyes. I love his little yellow hat. Little yellow hat. Silly little body, which is always Silly fancy. shoes. God, yeah. he's so well designed. I but do you know it. what it is as well? Is those other ones get away with being naughty because they look really innocent. Whereas if this guy was doing all that naughty stuff, he'd be like, get out. <laughs> he's no good. He's a mischievous little awful, awful monster. I yeah, love him. Maybe that is yeah, that is in his favour, isn't it? I, I think I agree then. I'm going ten. <laughs> ten. Ten. He's um, the best looking one since the adventures of Pinocchio nineteen ninety-six. <laughs> <laughs> all right okay um his length of nose i don't know what do you think i don't think Joe? it's much more than a meter is it but he does limbo with it does he joe's he looking for something to compare it with joe put your trousers yeah. back on Sorry. <laughs> uh, to be fair two, it's two, two meters maybe that's what we had the last one as well but i think that's i think that's I re- yeah i reckon maybe a meter and a half to two meters. yeah i was gonna Somewhere say a meter that and a half Maybe 1.75 metres. Let's go 1.75. Should we put a prox? Yeah, 1.75 metres. A prox. And uh, the spiciness scale, how much of a liar do you think? And again, this is Shrek 1, Pinocchio. We're not talking about him from the franchise. We're we're just debating him here. Yeah. Well, like I say, I counted two lies. So I don't... Yeah, and one off screen for the purpose of fun, right? Yeah. But he's got a bit of zing about him. He's always he dancing. He's always moving. Like, what, what about if we went like, what, what was the mango one? That was like, that's a bit zesty. That's when you're a bit yeah. sour though as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Is he lemon and herb? Who was? Le- have we had one who's lemon and herb already? I don't I'm, think so. I don't think we have. Because no, we've had plain-ish. We've had a hot boy, haven't we? Yeah. Hot boy. I think he's a lemon and herb. I he's lemon he's... and herb here. Yeah, because yeah. he's quite tasty actually. Yeah, I'd always but... go lemon and herb over mango and lime. He, he will eventually be very, very hot and spicy later on. <laughs> yeah. But right here, he's a he's a lemon and herb boy, isn't he? So let me run through them. Uh, so for Papa, we have Geppetto. His Italianness is a four. His Papaness is a minus five because he mm-hmm. he sells his son into slavery. Craftsman skill seven because he makes a sick puppet, but only that. And his sadness is a one, and I'm giving that. And I feel like that's too high also because he walks away gleefully after selling his son. <laughs> For the bug, we're using donkey as a fill-in this this time. Uh, charm, we've got eight. Role model, nine. Teaching, seven. This is a really good bug, even though it's a donkey. Mm. For our villain, we have Lord Farquaad. Uh, his threat level is five because even though he has a lot of resources, he's physically not very threatening. And then his quality of show is a seven because the Doolot machine is fantastic and that little joke made lots and lots of kids laugh. And then the last one is the real boy transformation, not applicable. Puppet rating 10. This is the best looking version of this puppet we'll ever get. The length of nose is 1.75 metres approximately and his life scale is a lemon and herb after two lies. Okay. okay. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely, Lovely new additions to the deck. Something okay. a bit different. All right. It's a bit of a different take this time, but the film Shrek 
are we going to make it a real boy or are we going to i mean being a donkey in this case isn't too bad donkey's Sick. great yeah yeah he's very good but in this case is it going to be a real ogre or is it going to be a uh a farquad or a donkey <laughs> or is it going to stay as a princess or is it going to become an ogre <laughs> <laughs> yeah what do we think let's just go with real boy or donkey because we don't break the format no yeah now, no, I think we, as we've all said, it's pleasant, it's easy to watch, it's fun, it's it's outrageous at times, but <laughs> it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I, I think it deserves to be a real boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think it's the reason why people our age are all so annoying, is because we all grew up watching Shrek. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what's not to love? It's held <laughs> up really well, I think. Um, yeah. It's probably the most I've enjoyed an animated film in a long time even though i've seen it <laughs> seen it so many times but yeah it was fun watching this and it was a real nice break from the traditional pinocchio stories that we've seen four mm. times in a row or whatever it's been so far yeah. Luke, what are you thinking uh definitely a real boy this is one of the best films um this is probably one of the best films we've ever done on any podcast um and it was lovely to talk about it and rewatch it uh, it's something that I'm so familiar with just watching it again uh, it's a really really good film it's really fun um, I really like it, it's full of really good moments it's one of those films where you could watch it with your eyes closed and you probably know everything that's happening mm-hmm. um, and yeah it's just really good and I feel like it's not it's underrated in comparison to Shrek 2 but I think there's a, something to be said about this weird, empty, grim world full of horrible-looking people, uh, and I really like it. And I wish that you could live there. Yeah, I wish I could live <laughs> in this world. Getting you wish spat. you could find your own ogre woman. God, I'd love that so much. Accepting <laughs> submissions, by the way. <laughs> Just email us. Yeah, hit me, up. hit me up. Yeah, I'm after my. Shrek after my feud. <laughs> Onion man looking for a mate. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, there's a real part of me that does prefer this to the second one, but it's undeniable that the second one is actually better. But very good film. I think um, what you said there about this being one of the first podcasts we've done about a film we like truly love. There's another episode on the Sandler Pit, or would you what would you call it? Our mother podcast to real the boys. mother. Yeah, our papa <laughs> podcast. Um, we did uh, Master of Disguise, which was another 2001 film, and that was by Garth from Wayne's World. So it's what the other half of Wayne's World was doing while Mike Myers was doing Shrek. Yeah, Dana Carvey was doing Master of Disguise. I think there's even a Shrek joke in that film. Listen to the pain in our voices when we're talking about that film in that episode compared to this. Just joyous. Different sides of a very, very different coin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well there you go that's another real boy then that makes what five real boys and one yeah one donkey, one donkey. is that we right lo- one donkey yeah we are loving these films yeah, yeah. There you it's go. a stable full of real boys and <laughs> one lonely donkey god it's getting heavy <laughs> pulled a hamstring so here i have stromboli's wooden board uh it has a list of all the films <laughs> ranked in preferential order uh, so we have Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, mm-hmm. the 1940 Pinocchio, the 1911 Pinocchio, the Adventures of Pinocchio, and uh, at the bottom is Pinocchio 3000, one of the worst films ever. I've just realised that we're, as we go along, this is going to get a really long, long yeah. list. 
Yeah, Wait, didn't, I nice. thought we put I thought we put Adventures of Pinocchio above 1911. No, nah, there was a short time when 1911 was the best Pinocchio film we'd seen. Yeah, that, that's what I because I said this last time. I thought that Adventures was our number one. Nah, it was the Adventures no, of Pinocchio 1911 as opposed I, I, to the Adventures of Pinocchio 1996. Right, so that's our bottom. Then is Pinocchio 3000 followed by the Adventures of Pinocchio. 96, the, yeah. 96, 96 one. then Adventures yeah. Pinocchio 1911, then right. 1940 is Disney's Pinocchio, and then Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, and now we have Shrek. <laughs> where, where are we putting... <laughs> Where are we putting Shrek on Astromboli's wooden board? Uh, Joe, what are you thinking? Oh, this, yeah. Um, <laughs> this is this is hard actually. It's really it's, hard, isn't it? Like, it's hard to judge. Like, do, we, do we put do we put it on there? Like, does it count? No, yeah, yeah it's hundred percent. Every count. film, okay. everything we cover is going on there. It's got to go on there. All right. In which case, I would probably put it. I'll probably put it top. (laughs) This is what I'm thinking too. Yeah, it's number one, which is annoying because it's not really a Pinocchio podcast. (laughs) Also, you're thinking like Guillermo del Toro's one was like a very deep film with lots and lots and lots of craft and hard work put into it. And like it was cinematic on another level. It heightened Mm. animation. Well, so did this film, but just in a very different way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not going to be snobby about it. This is just better. It's oh, better it is, in every it? way. It is. It, it <laughs> I don't know about in every way. That film looks a lot better than this one. Mm. I, I I wish that whole film was taken up with weird, uncanny <laughs> human models. Like in I mean, it film. kind of is. <laughs> if you've watched it, it kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, push Shrek on the top. Yeah, yes. he's at the top. He's reigning supreme. So this is very interesting because I'm going to say, arguably we're going to end up having two Shrek films at the top of the board forever. <laughs> Possibly, but you never know. You haven't seen every Pinocchio film. I don't think... You haven't seen Pinocchio any. True Story. Also, you got to think about if we, you know, we've managed to do Shrek. Yes, Pinocchio's in it for at most. I mean, I, there was a video on YouTube just then called Sh- The Shrek Franchise, but only when Pinocchio's on screen. And that video was four minutes and 31 seconds long. <laughs> It, that's probably not including Puss in Boots, but still, four minutes, 30 seconds. Like, mm. you know, you haven't seen so many other things. And also, like, if we can justify doing this episode, who's to say we can't justify doing some other insane puppet-related things that might be better than Shrek? Fair enough. Shrek might be dis- dethroned, but maybe not by something with Pinocchio in the title. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, we've got another real boy. We've got a new best Pinocchio film three weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, oh. we didn't do that last time. But yeah, another, you know, new leaderboard topper. Should we make our way back to that guy's workshop? Yeah, I think let's that's a good it. idea. Oh, let's, let's get back to the meat filled workshop. It stinks go. in this swamp. Let's go back to the haggis workshop. I can't oh. tell what I would prefer the smell of the onion cart or here. Are oh, you yeah. back, boys? Oh, you know, I wasn't. <laughs> Where are you? Oh, were, Who are you? What are you oh. doing at that guy's house? I'm his mom. Mom, what are you doing here? <laughs> These are my friends. What the hell is a dog cast? That's rubbish. <laughs> right, well, we're here. All right. We're here. So we're right, back. Yeah. We're back in the workshop. For one last little thing, we've got a special musical guest by the name of um, Joe Tarone. Yep, that's me. Playing us me. out. And what have you yep. got for us? Right, well, this week, guys, I've got every three... Is it every three weeks this works out that every I make a soundtrack? Episodes. 
Every three yeah. episodes, I will be making a song inspired by whatever we are watching. And this week or this month, I have also done that. And I have a song inspired by Shrek. Can't believe that means it's only three episodes until we do the erotic adventures of Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go as uh, humorous this week, but I just, I just, I, I pictured the song. I, I'm, I'm Donkey, and I'm, I'm traveling with Shrek. This is what came out of my head. Hey, I'm ready to feel like I belong to something new. It's scary. But also feels like something I must do Which way are you heading? And if I tagged along then would you mind? Cause it feels like we've been old friends for a long time Adventure (laughs) is calling And guess who's picking up the phone this time I'm talking about a hero and a best friend by his side If someone needs saving Then what better force in nature than you and I Two friends who've been old friends for a long time Now we're on our way What a sunny day I know that we can make it if we try I came away from this one. I was like, what? I was like, was so. Lo- Why did that come out so lovely this week? That was <laughs> yeah, really that was, cute. It's just it how sweet. happy Shrek made me feel. So this time you've made a song where you just you just wanted to get that on the on the soundtrack, didn't you? That 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 was literally my intention with this one. I was like, uh, if I was to ask to make a song for Shrek, what would it be? And it would be this. Yeah, no, that was nice. That was nice. That's nice. I can imagine walking through these weird empty landscapes with no people around with this lovely like little bot playing yeah they're like putting out a fire with their bum (laughs) (laughs) i'm imagining a really like late 90s early noughties music video of just joe playing it on a guitar with like the film projected around him yeah yeah. very like like that one of michael bolton singing um go the distance from hercules a little bit like that in like a church <laughs> with Joe with really long hair singing that. <laughs> or he's like playing it to kids while reading the book. And they were like sat down like it's show and tell or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, very nice. Very nice. That was very just delightful. I've... Thank you. Yeah. If people listening to this have never heard Joe's music before, I would say that's that's closer to your actual sound mm. than um the sort of sexy 1911 one that you did last time. That yeah. 1911 one was super sexy. Yeah. It was, I, you know, I can't, I can't promise they're always going to be cute, and I can't promise they're all, not they're always going to be a lot Perfect more manly this, than my first. This one. boy is a musical onion. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> peel back layers. one thing, you peel back the sexiness, and you get cute. 
Yeah. What do we do when we feel about the queue? I can't <laughs> wait to see what genre you attempt next time. Yeah, yeah. for the erotic adventures. <laughs> Joe well, always makes it a little bit classier than us, though. That's true. Because that was. I just read the book, and Joe just shout, and Luke just shouts while he's like gluing his fingers together or whatever. <laughs> yeah, every three episodes we get we get something quite magical and quite nice. Yeah, every that was months. lovely. Thank you. <laughs> All right, well, lovely. Thank you, Joe, for that beautiful song. Thank you. Let's browse the library. Let's look for all these old tomes. Oh. Oh. Hmm. Right, so we've just gone past the little computer-generated one that looks a bit janky. Oh, gosh. Oh, it's another computer-generated one that looks a bit janky, but it's got real people on it as well. AI. The unfinished Stanley Kubrick film that was then finished by Steven Spielberg? Steven Spielberg, yeah. So... We mentioned Spielberg a lot in this one because he was meant to make Shrek and this is what he did make, which had Pinocchio in. Um, is is it a Pinocchio film? Yes. Yeah. So next week we're yeah. eating more Spielbergers. I think that AI is a Pinocchio film. I guess we're going to have to watch it to find out. And if yeah. we find out it's not, we come back and the review will be, it's not a Pinocchio film. <laughs> I'm pretty um, certain it's got all like the archetypes in it, but just like slightly different versions of it. like. Because Jude Law's in it, and I think he's basically supposed to be Jiminy Cricket, but he's also called Gigolo Joe. Yeah. Have you guys seen this before? I have never seen this. Um, I have, yeah. I've seen it. Uh, interestingly enough, this is another DreamWorks film that came out in 2001. <laughs> oh, nice. Joe, I think it... me and you watched it together when we I watched think, it before. Yeah, I think we did. I think we did. Date night. <laughs> I, I, I've just Googled, is, is AI a Pinocchio film? And it put... Kubrick handed Watson the adventures of Pinocchio for inspiration, calling AI, uh, I don't know how to say this word. Picaresque? Picaresque robot version of Pinocchio. Okay, there we go. I mean, we've had a robot version of Pinocchio before, and that went really well. So So this one's (laughs) bound to do great. It is also based on a short story called Super Toys Last All Summer Long by Brian Aldiss. Mm. But yeah, there's enough Pinocchio here. We're doing it. We're watching... AI, artificial intelligence, because we watched like five Pinocchio films in a row. We're going to mix it up a little bit. We're mixing it up for another another month. Yeah. Um, well, I'm excited to watch that, I think. Me yeah. too. I don't remember liking it. <laughs> so that's good. So I remember liking it as a kid. And I think then we rewatched it whenever we did, which we were also kids. I must have seen it a long time ago. Yeah. It's an old film, 22 yeah. years. I think I watched that in Spain as well. <laughs> you can tell us how Hayley Joel Osment sounded in Spain. What's <laughs> yeah. Spanish I want... for Gigolo Joe? I'm a real <laughs> Nino. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll come back next month for that. It's sure to be an experience. Thank you for listening to this episode about Shrek, the incredible film. I mean, keep listening throughout the months because we will cover the rest of the franchise over the next few years. And yeah, if you want to get get in touch with us to tell us a Pinocchio thing that you think we should cover. You can uh, email us realboyspod at gmail.com and, or visit our socials at realboyspod. Um, Engage with us, us, please. Yeah, please rate us and review us. Five-star review please. on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please. Please put us a review. Otherwise your nose will grow. <laughs> yeah, your nose will grow in your sleep. Or you'll become a donkey. If the worst thing happens, you might get Luke Thomas as your son-in-law. <laughs> Which he gets no presents for his wedding. <laughs> I refuse to buy anyone presents for anything. <laughs> Birthdays. Yeah, if you don't rate us on that. <laughs> <laughs>
Are you doing? Oh, <laughs> all, all listeners, all listeners, <laughs> all ten of you out there. Any dads out there? Any dads out there? <laughs> I'm raters, or I will marry your daughter. <laughs> That's a fair trade, I think. Yeah. That's a real threat, isn't it? It's really We're scary. Sleepy threat. I think that's. Well, thanks again, and thank you to Joe Torrain for making all the music for this podcast, and also that lovely, lovely song this this month. It's a beautiful song. Beautiful. Thank um, you. Thanks, Luke, for your illustrations that adorn the pages of our beautiful chapters. Thanks to Luke Terry for guiding yeah. us through this wonderful daydream that we oh. call the Real Boys. You're very welcome. You can both be real boys, making our dreams come true. <laughs> We've been the real boys. Oh, wait, no, Joe says Oi, that. Don't steal my line. I just complimented you and I take it back. <laughs> Everyone, we've been, thank you very much. We've been, thank we've you been very thank much. You. We've been, thank you. <laughs> we've been, thank you, and you are the real boys. You are real. <laughs> we've been the real boys, and it's been real. I'm a little wooden boy. All I wanted was some love. And they all lived happily ever after as real boys. See you next time. Real boys!